Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Jim Paschke of Fox Sports Wisconsin joins us now here on The Fan. Jim, thanks so much for coming on. Sparky, it's great to be with you, and it's great to be back with NBA basketball. (laughs) All right, so fill me in here. So where is Jim Paschke is and going to be doing the games going forward here when the games get going? Well, we put the last three scrimmages on Bucks.com, and we were at the essentially where Fox has its pre- and post-game set at Serve Forum on the concourse. For the games coming up starting on Friday against Boston Sparky, we will be in the Bucks locker room, and I believe there will be a pre- and post-area, perhaps the media room. Uh, I'm not quite sure where Zora and Craig Kashan and Steve Novak will be, but we will have a couple of rooms at minimum uh, at Pfizer Forum, and we will work from there for the entirety of uh, the eight seeding games and the first round of the playoffs. So is everybody for the Bucks down down in uh, Florida? Is Peter Fagan down there? Like, who all went from the front office? Well, there's a bit of a question about how many each team was able to take. I have seen 37. Uh, we believe now it might be 35, so somewhere in that area. And when you look at the traveling party, I went through it a few weeks ago, and I had trouble getting to 37. So if there are 35, it's pretty lean. There were some people that weren't able to go to the bubble. So I don't believe that anyone from the front office on the business side is there at this point. Now, as teams are eliminated in Orlando in the playoffs, then, of course, there'll be fewer people in the bubble. And I do believe the league intends to allow a few people. I'm not sure how they're going to do this, but I think that they will allow some family members for the players as they whittle down to, let's say, four teams remaining, perhaps. I'm not sure what the plan is on that. And then I think maybe if your team is in the finals, maybe a few people from the organization may be invited down. Uh, Details forthcoming. Because I'm thinking if I'm an owner, I want to be in this bubble. If I'm Peter Fagan, I want to be in the bubble. Obviously, John Horse has to be in the bubble, and the entire coaching staff and trainers have to be involved in that bubble as well. And then from a media relations standpoint, they have at least one down there inside the bubble, right? Dan Smichek is the one in the bubble. Uh, from, from that standpoint, I, I'm kind of jealous, I got to tell you, because I'm a huge Disney World dork, Jim Paschke. Like, <laughs> I had a podcast, the, the World According to Sparky, and we did we talked Disney World every week and did all of that, and a, a little jealous of this whole thing. 
But at the same time, it's got to kind of stink too because, again, if, if the Bucks do what they're supposed to do and that is go to the NBA Finals, everybody's away from their families for like three months. Unless they're allowed down when you get to the finals or something like that. Uh, John Horst is there and has been there from the beginning. Um, I do believe, now that you mentioned the owners, I think they have made allowances, and I don't know if it's currently or perhaps when the seeding games begin. I do believe the principal ownership from all of the teams that are there might be able to attend. I'm not quite sure about that. You know, all of this information is coming in and unfolding as we go through this. And uh, it's kind of hard to keep uh, absolute track of everything that's going on. I don't know if the rides are open, so Disney's a little bit different, but you can still play golf, and there's a lot of things to do. The guys have been fishing at times, and uh, so they're keeping busy, but within the bubble. You know, the other thing about this is, talking with Jim Paschke of Fox Sports Wisconsin, uh, talking about the Bucks here, is I was talking about this in the first segment, and you've been through all of this. If I would have told you 10 years ago that this team – uh, would be the best team in basketball and would have an MVP that could be here for a decade on its roster, you would have laughed at me like everybody else had anybody predicted this 10 years ago. Well, I mean, you know, yes and no. I mean, it, based on where we would have been 10 years ago, it would have been a stretch. Exactly. You know, when you're working in an organization day-to-day for a long period of time, you you know, we've sold hope over the years, but you do have that expectation that there might come a time when things fell into place. All the tumblers clicked properly and you would maybe see this happen. Could you predict it? No. Could you think it possible? Yes. And, you know, lo and behold, it happened here with the 15th pick in the draft one year and, and look where they are. So you never know. Uh, I never hold out hope and I never uh, expect things to uh, always stay in bad shape either. So uh, it, it takes a long time. The cycles are long for a lot of markets and Milwaukee's cycle has been long, but uh, it's nice to be riding the crest of the wave right now. You're definitely more level-headed than I've been over the last 10 or 15 years. <laughs> I think we both agree with that. Uh, what about this? Do you ever find yourself in like a timeout? And it's going to be really weird with this whole bubble thing, but like when there was actually fans in the stands and the whole deal in Milwaukee, find yourself at a timeout and just start chuckling like this is crazy like this team is so good and I get paid to watch the best player in the league play basketball on a night in night out basis well it's fantastic and um, you know Giannis has made it different for me because I, you know I broadcast a certain way and you're looking around you're doing things you're looking at uh, stats and all of that sure when Giannis is on the floor I get caught all the time because he's so explosive uh, you know, he trips me up constantly. So I really have to remind myself when he's out there, everything else is off. And we still, uh, I still make mistakes with that because you never know when he's going to do something. And you know that he's always capable of all of that. So, uh, yes, it's been wonderful the last few years. And we're going to feel that now without fans because I say it this way, Sparky. You know, I've always enjoyed and really got into sports a long time ago for the spectacle of sports. I appreciate the spectacle of all of this. And when you take the fans away, the spectacle goes away to a great degree, obviously, but it's just not the same. So I miss the fans. I will miss the fans through these eight games and through the playoffs. Uh, it's just, um, you know, it's going to be interesting to adjust, but it's still basketball. We do have basketball and that's the most important thing, I suppose. But the spectacle has been, the shine is off the spectacle a little bit without the fans. Would you say of the teams that we've seen with Giannis, this is probably the deepest team 
that he's had to play with? Oh, without question. Uh, in my 34 seasons, this is clearly the best team. The 2001 team was a very solid team, a very good team, but I always made the statement you know, that team could lose as often as it could win. It just happened to win more than it lost. They were a little up and down and a little strange. That whole deal was uh, tough to figure out. That locker room was a lot upset. different. That locker room was a lot different than this locker room. Oh, it sure was. <laughs> These guys really, truly get along. They really, yep. truly like each other. And I see that on planes. I see that on buses. I see that at practice and shoot arounds. And, and it's real. I, and I think that's a big part of the success. And that, of course, starts at the top. I mean, it's a culture. Uh, you know, we've talked about culture for a long time in Milwaukee, and we've tried to change the culture over periods of time with the Bucks, and they've been able to do it now. And uh, these players are serious. They take care of each other on and off the court. They're constantly in contact. I think they really, truly do like each other. And I think those are the teams that probably have a good shot at winning championships. Talking with Jim Paschke, uh, Bucks play-by-play announcer on Fox Sports Wisconsin here on the Wendy's Big Show. Uh, you know, this is a sports talk radio thing I'm going to ask you, uh, but I'm going to put you on the spot here. Who is that that X-factor guy, do you think, that, that's going to have that big run possibly in the postseason that maybe people aren't talking about right now? For the Bucks, I think maybe Kyle Korver. I'm looking at him. Uh, what I saw in the second scrimmage and the way he was shooting the ball was amazing, and everybody's healthy now. I think he could really, you know, do some things at key points. He's very savvy, level-headed. He's been there. He's been in big games. He can certainly hit big shots, and uh, I'm keeping my own eye on him as being maybe an X-factor. Wesley Matthews defensively is going to be a difference this year as opposed to last year. And then, uh, you know, there'll be somebody else. Robin Lopez will contribute, too. So they have multiple people. George Hill, uh, Ursan Ilyasova is going to come up with a big moment. You know that at no some doubt. point in the playoffs. Yep. So I, I think they have a lot of uh, pieces that are going to contribute at different times. But I've kind of been keying in on, on Corver as maybe that, uh, that little extra piece. I got to tell you, I, I really, maybe unfairly, but I, I really have a spotlight on Eric Bledsoe uh, personally because to me, and let me know if you disagree, to me it just feels like when Bledsoe, Middleton, and Giannis are playing, Bledsoe sometimes tends to fall into the shadow and let the other two do what they do. When Giannis is out, Bledsoe tends to be more aggressive. When Middleton is out, Bledsoe tends to be more aggressive. And we can't seem to get Bledsoe to be as aggressive when the other two are there. And I really think if he can be that aggressive like he is when one of them are out, I think that could be the difference for this team, possibly winning a championship or not. I think you've described a very critical and positive situation for the Bucks because when Giannis and Middleton and Bledsoe are playing together, you know, it's all about math. You know, there's only so many minutes. There's only so many points. There's only so many touches. And if Bledsoe drops back just a little bit offensively when those two are out there, it works. The one thing you should always remember, in my opinion, if you're a Bucks fan, is Eric Bledsoe, whether his offense seems to be off or not, is probably playing elite-level all-NBA defense. And that's huge. That's absolutely huge. And now add Wesley Matthews to that, and I think that is going to be a big factor in the playoffs. Jim, what makes Mike Budenholzer such a, a great coach? I mean, you've you've seen a number of coaches come through here. Chris Ford, George Carl, Terry Stotts, Larry Kraskoviak, all, all these different guys that have come through. What separates Budenholzer from, from those guys? And we've had coaches who have been in San Antonio before as assistants or they pass through and they, they have a semblance of what that organization was all about. And, you know, you hear things, you see things, but this is the first time – in my career in Milwaukee, 
that I really see what the San Antonio system is, and it's it's very positive. Uh, Coach Budenholzer is extremely organized, very even keel. Sparky, I can tell you that I don't even know if he raised his voice. I didn't make every practice this year, but I remember one practice last year where he might have raised his voice a little bit. It was in training camp and maybe a little bit this year. Very even keel. Uh, he keeps things very professional, light, and businesslike, and this team is – Nothing, if not absolutely business-like every single day. They have their mantras, let it fly, do it again when it comes to defense, get better every day, and be us. And they do those things without fail. And he just has a great relationship with his coaching staff, and all of that filters down to a great relationship with the players. It's an organizational thing. It's thought out. They have simplified the game. The coaches have done all the work in terms of game plans and how you run offenses, how you run defenses, and they really have simplified it, and that allows the players to be themselves and bring their best talents to the front every night. And the players absolutely love that. If you can just play basketball and it works within the system that the coaching staff has devised, you're a happy camper. One last one for you, Jim. Chris Middleton, for a number of years, uh, has been a lightning rod on this radio station for sure. Uh, to the point where on post-game shows, I've done Chris Middleton appreciation post-game shows because sometimes I feel bad with how bad it kind of gets on Middleton. How does Middleton handle kind of everything that goes along with being that second guy to Giannis, having signed the contract that he signed, and everything that goes along with it? Perfectly. I've never felt that Chris Middleton has altered who he is and what he's here for one time. Uh, He's the same every day. He has the same attitude. It's a great attitude. I think I made the comment the other night, Sparky, during one of our scrimmages that I'm not sure people always remember what an elite defender he has become. We're always talking about his offense and this and that. I mean, he is, you know, he doesn't get that second superstar status, but I'm telling you what, you know, if you can't have, uh, you know, two absolute elite superstars, I'm taking Chris Middleton as a number two guy. I think he's perfect with Giannis. And I think he and Bledsoe fit into what you described earlier in that mathematical situation. They read things very well. If Giannis is having a big night, Chris can back off a little bit, and then he's there when he needs to be, et cetera. And that's what makes this team great is their ability to read situations, not worry about themselves. Now, the biggest thing this year for me, the numbers that Giannis has put up and the numbers Chris Middleton in particular have put up with the minutes played is astounding. Giannis is under 31 minutes a game, and he's an MVP, 63rd in the league in minutes played. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Dennis Schroeder is ahead of him in minutes played by one-tenth of a minute per game. But that just tells you how efficient these players have been in this system. And Chris Middleton, to me, is there every single night. Sure, we all have bad days at the office. But, boy, I'll tell you what, I'll take take 95 out of 100 of his days and, and go to battle with anybody. Jim, thanks so much for coming on, Perfectly Said, and uh, look forward to talking to you throughout the season, even though it's it's only eight games, and then we get to the postseason, then the fun really begins. Well, it's always great to talk basketball with you. I'm sorry it's been so long, but uh, let's enjoy this run, and let's hope it's, what, a three-month run or so? I think it's October 13th. If it goes to a Game 7, I'm hoping it doesn't go to a Game 7, and I hope the Bucks are in the final. So we'll see. Let's keep our heads up and enjoy this. Uh, it doesn't come around that much, Sparky. Yeah, I know that as much as you do. No question. Jim, <laughs> thanks so much for coming out, man. Appreciate it. My pleasure. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.